Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Welcome. Greg's the guy that always gets thrown under the bus. Uh, by Dave, of course. Yeah. So Dave, Dave, <laughs> why, we, you know, we're recording now. Why don't, okay. you, why don't you give us the intro here? We're, well, no. We're, first, we're first, first, first off, welcome oh, Greg Hemmings. Thank you, and listeners, <laughs> to this epic, as Greg Hemmings calls it, episode with uh, with a, a good friend, a very close friend of mine, Andrew LaRose, affectionately known as Andy or Drew. Um, and I've been looking for reasons, uh, and there's so many reasons to bring him on to the bowling point, but something happened um, recently. He experienced something. I thought it fits so nicely with a lot of the interviews we have, and, and then Andy's got this wonderful backstory too. But, uh, but Andy, thanks for coming on. Nice, nice to meet everybody. And you, I would love it if you told Greg – um, a little bit about yourself, but more, and maybe you could insert your your kind of recent experience. I think it was in Toronto, and um, and maybe just describe to the listeners kind of what you went through, and and then then we can go back to the the kind of the the beginning of of your your entrepreneurial experience. Would that be okay? So we want to start with uh, just my experience in the last few months here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I got a phone call. Um, in November of 2016, um, which was completely, you know, sideswiped me and, and caught me off guard as, as you know, I refer to myself as just an electrician. Um, I do own a business, but I've always kind of still referred to myself as just an electrician. But uh, unbeknownst to me, um, uh, TD Canada Trust had kind of thrown my hat into a an application process with the uh, Ivy School of Business and had contacted me in November of 2016 and said um, that that they've nominated me for the top 40 entrepreneurs in Canada. And <laughs> of course, wow. I I laughed and said, "Are are you are you sure? Like you." <laughs> <laughs> you want me to be uh, a top entrepreneur? I, I don't really see myself um, in that category by no means, but um, obviously I, I accepted the challenge for sure. And um, so from, from that point, it led to a, an interview process with some of the TD people to make sure that, you know, I was kind of the candidate that they wanted to throw in, throw their hat in for. It followed up over the next three months with three separate interviews by, by KPMG and then uh, finally, a, they narrowed it down to 150 candidates who then filled out a kind of resume application that was sent to the Ivy School of Business. And the Ivy School of Business narrowed it down to their top 40. And uh, I was contacted in early March uh, saying that I've been uh, accepted into the program wow. as uh, top 40 entrepreneurs. And, oh my yeah. gosh, man. Congratulations. And, and, you know, and, and he had mentioned to, to me, you know, and we, I was, ah, oh, good for you. And then when, when I saw it in the Globe and Mail, it became real. And I went, this oh is my, real. This is real, man. And, and what's, yeah. what's really interesting with this, Greg, is, is, um, uh, like if, 
or for me anyways, Andy, is that you have a philosophy uh, on how to grow business, right? And how to treat people. Yep. And, and I think, I think it applies to every single sector, but maybe, maybe describe that. And, and actually before you describe that, how did, so it's Alcon Electric, right? You're one of yep. the founders. Um, tell yep. me, tell, tell Greg and listeners and myself a little bit about kind of how it started because, um, it, you know, it, it's, it's roots are kind of interesting as well. Uh, we started about 15 years ago. We came out to Calgary uh, with another electrical company to help um, start a project. And uh, my goal was to, you know, to to come out here and help them get going. And they were planning on um, on staying out here. It ended up turning out that that we ran into some issues um, labor wise, and they decided that they were going to return back to. Uh, to do, do you want me to get into that side of the story? Sure. I mean, just uh, the, like, yeah, like you saw an opportunity, you were out there as yeah. an employee and then an opportunity yeah. presented and you stepped into it. Well, they, they, we had a company that was being poorly managed um, when I ended up leaving the company that went back to, to Vancouver because I had now established roots in Calgary. So I, I started with another company here and, and it was being grossly mismanaged. And, you know, they were making clients and, and, and customers very unhappy. And I just ended up having to do the purchasing and having to do a lot of the, the, the office work from site um, because I was getting no support. And I just thought to myself, you know what, I can do this on my own. If, if, if they can do it, um, so can I. So uh, when I made that claim, uh, one of the guys that, that I got to know has said, you know, if you, if you end up going off on your own, can I come with you? And I again turned to him really, are you sure? Like, that's what you want to do. And, and uh, he said, yes. So, um, Alcon was born. We started, uh, we started two guys in a garage and kind of slowly, um, started to build our name. And, um, it was tough as you can imagine getting work off the start and, and, getting, and getting, uh, even credit, you know, from, from different wholesalers. A lot of guys, you know, slammed the door in our face. And, and I know that Dave knows me personally. And uh, I just, I really accepted the challenge of that. And, and I was set, uh, you know, I just set out there to prove everyone wrong. And it turns out 15 years later, we now have probably just over 100 employees and um, still going strong, probably one of the strongest reputation-wise company in, in Calgary. So um, it's worked out pretty well for us. So in, in what probably was a very crowded market 15 years ago, how, how did you, you know, uh, get yourself through all that noise? Because uh, you're, you're, you're new kids on the block uh, with ex- a lot of experience, of course, but you know that probably was. I, I read in your bio that a lot of people gave you the the statistics that there's a good chance you're going to fail <laughs> if you're going to start yeah. a business. How did you make it work? And, and how long how long did it take for you to start getting traction? Well, I've been blessed with the gift of gab. I mean, I can talk and um, I can maneuver myself into situations that probably other people can't. But I, I understood what I was good at. And I focused on what I was good at and things that I wasn't good at. I brought people in that could carry me to that next level. And I'm not afraid to say I rode coattails. I, I, I think that, you know, you got to use what you're, what, what, what's been given to you as your assets. And for me, I'm a personable guy and, and people like to like to be part of what I'm preaching. And um, for me, I was able to use that and, and, and entice people to come and join me that had that has specific skills that could help me get to where I wanted to be, right? And I'm not afraid to say what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. Um, I was good at turning screws, but I wasn't good at office stuff. So I surrounded myself with people that were good at office stuff, 
And uh, we, we focused in one area. We didn't try to conquer Calgary all at once. We were, we were doing car dealerships and we focused on, on clientele and building relationships um, so that we didn't have to get involved in that heavy market of, of tendering jobs and having to bid against multiple, multiple companies. We built our relationship, our, or sorry, our company on relationships so we didn't have to open tender. Um, so a lot of our work was negotiated work and we focused strictly on car dealerships and we, we became the car dealership company. And then when we outgrew that, that's when we started to expand beyond those borders. Huh. Interesting, uh, you know, the, the, the story of really actively going towards a niche, um, which is something uh, I, I don't want to say is diff- is crazy difficult in the East Coast, but it, it kind of is, you know, with, with the population being so slim, um, it really goes to show how, how awesome it is to work in a market with, with a population like Calgary in your space that, yeah. that's experiencing a boom. The question I had earlier was, You've got how many employees now? Uh, I think it's around 103 to be, if I'm being exact. Well, just out of curiosity, how do you drive in the culture that you've set and the vision, the values? And you talked about attracting people that are into what you're preaching. But with 100 people, how do, how do you make sure that the culture fit is there and everybody shares that same, you know, is rowing in the same direction in, in, in that regard. I'm, I'm just curious, you know, as an employer myself, you know, as, well, as you scale. And, and, on, and on top of that, I mean, doing, you know, doing it in a, in a shop that's, you know, not probably really focused on building culture, mm. uh, typically, right? In, in your sector, Andy, I don't think, is there a lot of discussion around, you know, HR practices as an example and building culture? Oh, there's probably none. And that's where we separate ourselves, right? Exactly. And, and and I guess the benefit that I have is, is I was on the tools. I've come up from, from inside and everyone in our company, every single person in our company from our, our um, office staff now to our project managers, to our estimators, all started with us uh, as, a, as a green person right out of high school or right out of another job. So our company absolutely 100% has grown from within. So maintaining the culture has been fairly easy because a lot of our guys have come up through the company as opposed to hiring guys from outside. I think it's a lot more difficult to maintain that culture. That being said, I was starting to struggle. The company was starting to struggle in the last two to three years with you know company morale, atmosphere, and culture. And going to this uh, Ivy School of Business and being part of this quantum shift really opened my eyes to um, because my position with the company changed I was on the tools and although and, and what what the quantum shift helped me realize was although and, and of course I'm tooting my own horn here but I was an amazing leader I'm, a, I'm an actions guy as Dave can attest to I'm, I'm not a guy who's going to talk about a lot of things I if, if I want to do something I go do it and I don't think about the I just I just do it and I don't I don't care what it takes to do it I'll just go out and do it so when I was on the tools, it was very easy for me to lead because I was the first guy in the hole. I was the first guy laying pipe. I was the first guy on site. I was the last guy to leave. Um, but when I moved into the office, I couldn't lead by example anymore. And I had to lead by words and it became very difficult for me. So I had to find another way to to encourage and to lead 
without action, which was very, very difficult for me. And I think that the company struggled because of that, because mm-hmm. um, for the longest time I was the face of the company and now I was, I was kind of lost. So, you know, and that's, it's interesting. The, and thanks for sharing that Andy, because, um, you know, it, it is that, it's that, I think it's that point in every company's um, existence where you can't know everyone the way you did when it was 30 people. Yeah. And then, right. So then, so then, then there's growing through people knowing other people and interact and they're not going to have interaction with, with, you know, with Andy or, or your partner in the same way they would have. So then how, so, so what have you, what have you concluded? Like what, where, you know, given where you are now and, if I know you, you probably want to take it to another level, and and I know that it's yep. a real shot in the arm, like in terms of uh, a nice shot of, I don't know, adrenaline or whatever it is to help get you to the next stage. Um, what what's the biggest lesson you're taking away from that? The quantum shift is uh, recognition, recognition and value. Hmm. I think that everybody strives um, for recognition and and instilling. Um, entrepreneurial drive into people without necessarily, you know, without them having to start their own business. Um, So what I did when I came home is I restructured the company and I gave guys positions, which is what I was totally against. And as a smaller company, it was very easy to operate on the premise of, you know what, I don't need a title. We all work together. We work hard. We get the job done and we all celebrate. But it was easy to to be acknowledged when you were 30 people, but now at a hundred, you can't have that same acknowledgement. So the titles becomes imperative. So I came back and I, and I, you know, I, I put a person as my chief estimator, my chief project manager, um, the probably most important position that I created. And I, and there's not a lot of companies in my industry that do this is I created a, I don't like the word human resource. So I called it people and culture. Um, so I, I, I hired a full-time person from within the company. Uh, I, I basically put it out there and asked anyone if they'd like the position and the opportunity. And uh, one of the girls stepped up and she's become our, our people in culture. And uh, we've, we've since instilled a, a, you know, a job goal board, a, a, you know, just on what your goals are for the next five years. And we're going to, we're going throughout the company from the, from the very bottom person, um, that you might, you know, the first year uh, electrical apprentice right up into the to the person that might think they're the top person in the company. We're going to ask for goals and we're going to make sure everyone's on the same page. But we're going to give people an opportunity to participate in the in the direction of the company. Uh, Sorry to interrupt. Um, D- Dave may or may not roll his eyes at this one because I talk about B Corps all the time. Uh, are you familiar with the, the B Corporation movement? And certification? No. You should be because no. I told I, you I about think... it when you were here, Andy. Come on, man. Come Jeez, on, Andy. Problem. Jeez. You got to listen to Dave when he's telling his stories <laughs> you're over drinking, beer. You're drinking, I was too busy, uh, drinking you know, herbal tea. Uh, so um, what you're explaining about how you run your company, you you should definitely check out B Corp. So it's bcorporation.net. And it's a certifica- certification similar to LEED is in architecture for businesses who are measuring more than just profit in the bottom line. They're, they're measuring how they how they interact with communities and society and how they, how they uh, honor their employees and how they work with the environment. So it's, it's all about being certified good company. And as you are now being recognized uh, with, with the quantum shift and, and getting all this national um, recognition, being probably the world's first B Corp electrician house 
could be a real cool global recognition. And I know you guys would get would would, would pass with flying colors. I'm just saying it's a little challenge for you. Yeah. And, and, and uh, I get no uh, commissions for and, for signing and, people and, up. And Greg is the is he is you're the Canadian ambassador for B Corp. Are you not? I am one of a few. One of a few. Okay. But it's well, you, you will love I, learning about it, man. I, I'm 100% open to every opportunity. Like I said, would I have been a person to, you know, and as Dave can attest to, I have a very strong personality and I'm very stubborn sometimes. And I think it's a lot of the the attributes that have gotten me to where I am have also been a detriment in, in other areas, right? So I think I've become a lot more open in a lot of different things and in developing certain things. And, and, and I do want to be a different company. I want to be a company like no other company. I want to be a company that people want to work for, not because they get paid a certain amount, but because they love the atmosphere and they love the environment, right? And they want to be part of something. And I think that's the most important thing to, to retain labor in, in our industry. Um, Cause there's always someone that's going to offer 50 cents more an hour or whatever it may be, but we want to offer, we want to offer a career and, and opportunity and, and um, we started a Facebook page. I think I sent you a, a, a request to like it, Dave. But um, where? But but, but, but he hasn't yet. <laughs> Dave's never on Facebook. <laughs> what the but? You just uh, see, Greg just took that and ran with it, Andy. Come on, man. Yeah. But we want to. We want to. We set up the page so we've set it up so that we recognize. So now. So much focus is always done on the negative of what people are doing and then so little on the positive. So we're, the Facebook page has been set up to develop a mentor program, to acknowledge, you know, first year guys when they pass school and become second year, to acknowledge when a job's been completed and, and who the guy's on and how well they did and letting the people be part of something and being acknowledged for the good work and the, and the appreciation that we have for them, right? So I think a lot of that is missed in the dollars and and sense thought process when, when you're always worried about money. And at the end of the day, because a job didn't make money, isn't necessarily reflective of it being successful or not successful. You know, how, how you move forward as a company and how you, uh, I mean, I've always said that success to me isn't how much money you make. It's, it's longevity, you know, come to me in 30, 40 years when Alcon's celebrating its 40 or 50th anniversary then t- then I will tell you, yes, I've been successful. And it's not going to be weighed on what size my house is or kind of car I drive. It's going to be on the individuals that I've surrounded myself with. It's a good foundation to grow from. Um, we, we're at the end of our allotted time. How do, what is the Facebook page for people that might want to check it out? It's Alcon Electrical Corp. A-L-C-O-N. Electrical yep. Corp. Okay. Um, and then if people want to learn more about you, Andy, and your story and – and, uh, you know, just, you know, I think, you know, someone else maybe is in, in your sector that wanted to learn, you know, kind of how you built and grew your company and how it's being recognized. How do they, how do they learn? Is it, was that the best place for them to learn more? Yeah, they can, uh, they can go onto the page, leave a message, or they can always contact me via email at Andy at AlconElectric.com. Um, I thank you for coming on. Thank you. There, Andy. There's a, but I can I I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put a little teaser in here for maybe a future conversation with Andy. There's a amazing an epic to use your word story 
about how Andy um, changed some legislation, support or influence changing legislation in Alberta, and and it landed him right, you know, sitting across from from Ralph Klein. And there's this fabulous story that we don't have time Does for. Does it today. sound like a, a second episode, perhaps? Yeah, I think so. And it's it is. Yeah, I would love to. It is it. such a great story. Okay, man. well, why don't we hold on to that? And yes. we we will have you on again, Andy. That's yeah. that sounds awesome. And and just before you go. You know, you 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 had a really. I think before we started recording, I said, you know, have you listened to any of these? And you said, yeah. And then, how did you describe my role in this whole episode of the Boiling Point and podcast? I'm the what? Oh, you're the color commentator. <laughs> <laughs> color commentator with Greg being the play-by-play. Yeah, yeah, that's baby. That's it. <laughs> I that's love that. That's good. Anyways, you guys, I want to get you guys together, the two of you, because you guys will get along just great. And uh, thanks, buddy, for coming on. Um, so fun Thanks to tell, uh, telling a part of your story. More to come. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Andy. See you, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Great guy. And really cool to see the impacts he's making in that industry. And, and that's the thing that you got to appreciate as he's describing this. That is an industry that is not – is like it doesn't is does the actual right. opposite right? Yeah. Um. I and I would love it if you encouraged him on the B Corp movement because and and what's interesting is you know I've known him my whole life, but he's got gets his his mind on something he's going. For okay. It. Well, you send you hook us up on email. Yes. I and I will do my job not, as not, a B Corp not, ambassador. Not Facebook. And we will tr- and we will invite him back on after he does his certification. Ah, yes, I love it. <laughs> All right, man. Dave, we'll see you next week, man. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. Looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness? Then check out the Natural Man Podcast. Join me, host Mike C, as we explore all areas of human wellness, physical, mental, and emotional. Learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health. Remember, your doctor works for you. Learn biohacks, neurohacks, ways to improve sleep, and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain app, and at naturalmanpodcast.com.